Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. All right. Uh, I'm Kirk Hoffman. He's looking. Let me just reset that. Three, two. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. That's Logan Paulson. I am Craig Hoffman. And Logan, let's do a let's do a 10-minute game preview here sure. before we talk to Matt Miller. Uh, commanders defense versus Rams offense. Obviously, without Jamin Davis, who we just talked about, um, they'll have to to fill that position uh, somehow. Uh, and it, that run stopping is going to be very important because Kyron Williams has been incredible. I think it's been fun to watch how Sean's evolved that offense this year. They mm-hmm. were super pass happy for a long time, but they have really become a team that will, if they can get rolling on you running the football, will just keep handing it to Kyron Williams. And, and they've got dudes who can, can smash up front. And um, they've had a lot of success. They obviously just put up 31 points on Baltimore last mm-hmm. week. Stafford's playing good ball. Nakua and Cup are playing good ball. They're dangerous, man. They are dangerous. Um, and so I like let's talk, let's double click the run game thing. I think they are a team that will run the football. I don't think they're overly efficient at running the football. I think they run it as like a means to an end. You know, they're kind of yeah. trying to dictate certain responses. And in the Baltimore game, I thought that was really interesting. Um, they Baltimore came out in in four down personnel, basically nickel personnel. And they the one thing about Cooper Cup and Nakua, Nakua specifically, is they block like they block their faces off. And so basically, yeah. you know, um, LA is an 11 personnel. They ran the ball a ton, and then they forced Baltimore to get back into their five-man front, and then they were able to throw the ball uh, with with great ease or relative ease. So I think that's kind of what Sean is. He's like, we're going to be an 11. We're going to try and dictate to you in terms of getting the response we want and then hit it. But, you know, we talked about, you know, Sean and the evolution of this offense, and I think the, the one thing offensively about them that's super unique compared to, like, Mike McDaniels or even Kyle with Brock Purdy is that this is a quarterback-centric offense, unlike those other offenses, which is are more like scheme-driven. You know, like we're trying to throw Drift with Tuo. He's like this ultimate point guard, kind of facilitating, using his excellent ball handling and his quick release to get the ball out. This is like on Matthew Stafford. It's like, oh, I, if I see the play, I'm going to check to a different play. We're going to move some guys around. We're going to run this, uh, you know, two-man beater, and you're going to look really silly. And he does an excellent job of that. So there's a ton on his plate. You mentioned like the physicality of what he's been doing. I mean, his ability to throw the football is extremely high level. He's seen everything. He's very talented. Um, He's, he's probably, I don't know. He's, he's by some of the more advanced metrics like EPA, big time throws, things like that. He's, he's like top five in every category of those kind of more obscure metrics because like, you know, obviously yards, touchdowns, not quite there, but he's, he's playing the position at a really high level. I think the thing that sticks out to me, is they're so reliant on him at times, like to make stuff happen. 
is that the offense goes through these kind of weird doldrums where you're watching the play you're like that's an amazing throw amazing catch great job by nakua here great job by cup winning this one-on-one and they hit this stretch where it's like you know a couple three and outs in a row and you're like what's going on and then all of a sudden they don't score for a quarter or you know quarter and a half and it's like oh my gosh like this offense looks so sharp early so i do think that while they are very talented they've got a ton of weapons they've got a, an amazing playmaker at quarterback you mentioned the running game um williams is the running back's name Ky- what's his name uh kyron williams yeah kyron williams yeah he, he he does have a propensity to kind of find explosive runs and they don't do anything overly complicated from a run game standpoint it's like duo and wanda just out of some different personnel groupings than you'd expect with 11 most likely so um but they hit these weird doldrums so i think um we'll talk about the defense here in a second but it gives you and they're not like this explosive group i mean obviously nakua makes explosive plays cut makes explosive plays but it's not like miami where it's like every time they touch the ball it's a huge play it's like a beautiful route where they find the zone, they catch the ball, or they run a you know a double move on the corner, and they're catching it near the sideline and going out of bounds. There's that stuff there for them for sure, but the that kind of like dagger to the heart play that you know t- uh, Tyreek Hill had against us, um, you know, before the bye week, that's not really there the same way. So I feel like offensively they let you kind of hang out for a little bit uh, more than they should, and for a team like Washington, that's a that at least that at least gives you a chance, especially given how their defense has been playing. Yeah, um, don't get down early. That would be great. Please get some stops and hope that one of those doldrums comes early, and then the pressure's on, and you know the competitive juices get flowing in a different mm-hmm. way, and it's a different ball game. I mean, the scores the scores Washington has lost by recently are scores you do not see very commonly in the NFL, um, and so a, a competitive game I think would would be great and you know the the Rams can give you that opportunity they also can jump out early Sean's very good as a game planner mm-hmm. um you know get that first 15 and then they hit the, the skids they hit that that or I guess the the doldrum um they don't keep gliding down the ice they stop yeah um and so I, I it's funny because you you say that and I remember having some of those feelings occasionally when Sean was here covering him it's like why did they right. just die it for yeah. the third quarter and then they put together a two-minute drive at the end and it would or wouldn't work um, but that's also the nature of the game is teams make adjustments. They, they, okay, you, you beat us with this. Now we're going to work our butts off to stop this. And how fi- how quickly do you adjust to that? And I think that's going to become the key to the game. Really commander's defense is how many adjustments do they have, uh, considering they're trying to simplify things down and how quickly can Sean make them, uh, with, with the personnel he's got, um, with Stafford, with Williams, with these receivers, et cetera. Yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing there is like the point total that they're putting up is not great. Like they, it's again, it's really weird watching because they, you know, they're getting all these bunches. I think they're number one in the NFL in terms of getting in bunches. They put people yeah. in blenders. They, they really challenge your rules. You're like, this is great. This is great scheme. Great check by Stafford. Great throw by Stafford. Great route. And you're like, they have 19 points. Like what's going on here? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, it's, you got to finish they, in the red zone. Yeah, the that's, football, that's challenging. The yeah. football, the offensive football is excellent, and they're going to present a ton of challenges. But I, they don't score a ton of points, you know, and they are really predicated on the big play. So it is um, from that standpoint. I think obviously the the nuance that Sean and the offense brings is going to be really challenging. But I think couple that with the defense and what the defense has been doing they bust coverages all the time. They're third in the NFL and giving up explosive plays after us, of course. But you know what I'm saying? Like they do give you opportunities. And when you watch that Baltimore game, there's guys are wide open, wide open. They've just dropped coverages. And 
I do feel like Sam, you know, it's this is not Miami's defense. This is not Dallas's defense. I think this is a get right game for Sam. And because of those explosive play opportunities, I think, again, like I don't think they're going to win this game, but this feels more realistic than the Miami game, than the Dallas game. It just, it feels like there's an opportunity, a realistic opportunity for them to get some big explosive chunks on guys that are going to be running wide open. And then for the defense to kind of, luck into a doldrum that the LA offense is having and then you're up 21 to 19 in the third quarter for some reason you're like oh wow look at this and then can you hang on and finish the game out hey everyone this is Brett Boone would you know it I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year tune in as I sit down with my friends some of the biggest names in sports media entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations as you know baseball's been my life it's been in the family for a long time but it's a lot more than that here it's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a great point. The, the things that scare me are, you know, hey, the Rams offense needs the big plays. Well, this team is giving yes. them out at the highest rate in the league. And then and I think they, on the other do, side and of And they it, don't do well with bunches and they don't do well with elite quarterback Right, you said play, bunches and so, I was like, oh, great, cool. They'll yeah, pass it off to yeah, nobody and, yeah. you know. Try not to be cynical about it, but um, this is one of the things that Rivera had to clean up and, and the new DB's coaches had to, to work on because that was a disaster for them uh, in the early part of the season, which is why they're sitting at four and nine. Another area where they've really struggled is with interior pressure and hello, Aaron Donald. Uh, he's mm-hmm. not coming to town because the game's in LA. You're going to visit Aaron Donald. Um, and so that is... Um, worrisome i would say yeah. to say the least um and, and i think it's going to be on eb to try to mitigate some of that like can you move the pocket can you do some of the things that they have had success with this year to keep sam upright to give him the opportunities to get the ball downfield and i, I do think to your point like the mentality that sam has of like looking for big plays that could work to washington's advantage in this game right. because they might pop available um but we've also seen him miss some opportunities sure. to make big throws down the field. And so um, it, it's a fine, fine balance that experience is a great teacher of. And, you know, Sam is, I guess, a bi-week more experienced than he was the last time we talked. So it, it's, you know, it's a matter of does he do it? Can Did he see anything on the bye week to kind of change the way he sees the field that he can take advantage of some of these, these coverage busts and big plays if they become available? Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, and I think the thing is like while Aaron Donald is tremendous, you know, for a, five years, half a decade, he was the most impactful non-quarterback in the NFL. And he's not playing like that, but he's still definitely a top five player at the position. So he still creates a ton of pressure. He's still super dynamic. But outside of him, there's not like a it's it's not this group with a ton of teeth. Like when you watch Miami, you're like, ooh, like this is going to be tough. When you watch Dallas, you're like, really tough. It's not quite like that. And in the back end, there's a little bit more space. Like this is a defense that's, you know, probably I don't know the exact ranking, but I'm assuming in like between 27 and 21 in terms of defensive rank. Like they're okay, and yeah. they're kind of bad. You know, like kind of like stylistically, maybe more like a Philadelphia where there's more space to operate, and maybe Sam has, you know, the 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 cleaner uh, view of things suits his eyes a little better. Yeah, and they they want to run a defense similar to what Miami runs. They just don't run it as well. And they're not as sharp. They don't they have guys that are less experienced in the defense. And they've got a bunch of young guys playing key roles. So you can exploit this group. So I think if to your point, if you can protect them, you can account for Aaron Donald, which is a big lift and big ass, but Baltimore did a great job of that. They were pretty much like, he is not beating us. We're gonna have a back help out. We're gonna have 
the slide to him. We're going to do all this stuff. And then I, I, I did a breakdown of it this this week. But like when you're always sending the slide to Aaron Donald, you need to be aware of like these simulated five man pressures, which we've had a hard time with. So like, what is your plan for that? If you're EB, you know, they can do it. Just don't let those pressure packages beat you and let Sam deal. And I think that's what EB wants to do is let Sam deal. And I think you're going to be in a good spot to, to put up some points, which is something that when this team has been in games, the offense has put up points, the defense has, has found some stops and you come out with something more competitive from a football standpoint. I, and again, I'm not, I'm not very confident they're going to win, but I yeah. do think this is going to be a competitive outing, and I think they can win this game, which is way different than I felt, you know, last Miami week or the week Dallas. before. Yeah, yeah right. for sure. Uh, we will do, obviously, much more on the game itself on the Take a Man pregame show. We are back at Tap Sports Bar, MGM, National Harbor this weekend, starting at 1 o'clock, so we will see you at MGM. By the way, uh, Rams defense, 18th overall 18th, in yards. Uh, almost. Which is what they do for total defense. All right. Uh, so that's that's the first part of this show. Here we are, 20 minutes later. Let's get to the second. Uh, let's get to Matt Miller, ESPN NFL draft analyst, joining us here on Take.